Hello everyone, welcome back to Beyond the Bench, and you are listening to Season 4, Episode 21. We are live on the road, we are actually on the road. Wild hogs together again! <laughs> you've, are... been dying. you've been planning on saying yeah, that whole time. Whole, I, was, I had it from the jousting pigs. <laughs> so we are traveling right now, we are headed southwest in Kansas. Headed to Oklahoma City, Oklahoma, to the Oklahoma State AD convention for a couple days. We'll be presenting a workshop down there, actually recording our podcast like we have in Wisconsin and Iowa for a couple years. Going to record a podcast down there. And then also, uh, we're teaching, Scott's doing an additional workshop. Are you doing uh, marketing, fundraising? Yep, doing fundraising. And then you guys are teaching six. We're doing 628, 628 mental health. Aaron and I are going to teach that on Tuesday. And so you're teaching 799. 799. QPA. Yeah. So actually, it's the only two LTI courses offered. I know. State Convention. I we are the we are the LTI, LTI faculty. We are the LTI yeah. faculty. That's <laughs> <laughs> oh, super scary. <laughs> poor poor 80s. Yeah. So hang on. Here we go. We apologize up front. Yeah. Of our friends in Oklahoma. Blame Stephanie. It's her fault. Right. If you don't like it, it's Stephanie's fault. <laughs> if you like it, well, give Stephanie the credit. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's, that's fair. That's fair. Well, we're excited to be here on the road. You know, we're going to kick things off here with a few topics. First topic, though, since we are on the road, Todd Gordon. Any backseat driver comments, thoughts on Scott Jarvis's driving? This is your opportunity. You know, you've talked about driving so much and other people's driving. Give us a report on how Mr. Jarvis is doing. Well, to be fair, um, I did tweet very early in the the journey that he was doing a fine job. And he started to waver a little bit, probably around, oh, I don't know. Let's see, he gets into the rumble bars once in a while. <laughs> Scott gets distracted and starts chasing squirrels. There's, I just saw, I think I just saw an animal out there. But he, he was doing fine. Then he... he got a little sleepy, but then once we stopped and got gas and he got a couple of Diet Mountain Dews, he's been uh, spot on ever since. I am worried about the hangover a little bit, not the actual hangover, he doesn't have that yet, but I am worried about the uh, post-lunch hangover after a stop in Kansas City. But overall, Scott Jarvis, Jarvis, our own uh, at-pocket AD, a fine job on the road and we appreciate his driving and right now as I look at the road there's not many travelers out here at all on I-35 headed towards Wichita so I think that's good news for Scott and us there's not much to hit so if we keep him between the rumble bars I feel like we're in pretty good shape to be fair he does have Jane looking over his shoulder 24-7 here his wife is saying hey don't don't mess up my car on the drive so I think Scott's got some extra pressure on him I do to uh not come home with any new dings and marks on the car. She calls the car Stacy, so she told me to be nice to Stacy. <laughs> nice we will to be Stacey. nice to Stacy. Stacy's yeah. riding well so far. So, all right, we'll give him what a B plus so far. Oh, a solid, solid B plus. Solid B yeah. plus. Flirt with an A minus, Jarvis. Hey, hey you know like... what? If I was in school, I'd be pleasantly surprised with B plus. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Well, you did mention the lunch, uh, the lunch break, and this is why Todd Gordon is the brains. 
Yes. Uh, but here I was like, hey, we should stop at like a Chick-fil-A, Arby's, catch something quick on the road on the way down. And Todd Gordon's like, well, you know, we're going through Kansas City. Maybe we should stop for a little Kansas City barbecue. So we found a place in Liberty, yep. Missouri, north side of Kansas City, called the Jousting Pigs. Fellas, what did you have for lunch at the Jousting Pigs? I think we all had brisket. Brisket was good. It was fantastic. Brisket was outstanding. I had the uh, chopped brisket sandwich. I think you did too, Aaron. Yeah. Uh, I think we all had the beans. The beans were yeah. outstanding. That was uh, a jousting pig. And just a short 10-mile little hiatus off of I-35 <laughs> into Liberty. But well Beautiful worth downtown it. Liberty. Highly recommend. Right off the square. Nice little location. Uh, we did not sample the, the local beers. Uh, we felt bad for Scott for some reason. I don't know. And I told, and I told him they just yeah. to belly up. Yeah, well. Didn't think that was going to be fair to have Todd and I belly up to the bar when Scott had to drive. And they got their own brewery there as well. So stick around for the night and, and try the brew as well. It looked like that would be pretty good also. Yep. Good lunch. All right. So what are we, June? I'm going to say June 11th, June 12th. A couple of weeks into the summertime here, fellas. Finish up the school year. How the school year end up for you guys, and, and how's summertime kicking off so far? Well, ours ended. Uh, we had our high school kids go a week later than the middle school elementary, so it was just oh, wow. kind of different. Yeah, huh. uh, we started a little bit later because of new construction stuff oh, getting done. Right. Yep. So we just it was kind of different that way. But you know, overall, I, I, we had a good spring in Greene County. We had a uh, number of participants at that state track. And, Boys soccer team got beat in the regional final, or uh, I'm sorry, not the regional final, but the semifinal um, to a good Des Moines Christian team. But uh, you know, overall, it just I, I just marvel all the time at how fast the spring spring yeah, goes. It seems like it drags at time, but then all of a sudden you're you're here and state track meets there. Yeah, state soccer, and of course this this year with baseball games starting the week of state soccer was a yeah. little bit different makes it hard on schools our size in particular you know when you're sharing a lot of kids you got kids at state track and kids still playing soccer and, yeah. you know you're kind of missing them on your baseball team we only played a couple games we just didn't have enough pitching to do much more than that but um, summer's off to a good start you know the shortened season for us 1a 2a baseball we're 2a baseball our regular season wraps up june 30 and we start district play july 2nd so Man, just a couple, two, two weeks left, or two and a half, three yep. weeks left of the regular season. That's it. So it wow. going quick. How about you, Aaron? How, how's your spring and summer going? Well, a lot of the same. I tell you, I uh, it was hard to find a rhythm. There we got back from spring break that first part of April. Um, just hard for our sports teams to find a rhythm. I felt bad for like tennis and golf. I mean, because they had about a twenty percent uh, chance day in day out of trying to. Yeah. Even trying to play, and yeah. it was just miserable on them. And, and if if it wasn't raining on our tennis players, it was a 65 mile an hour wind, yeah. and and this was really rough on them. But so by the time we actually started playing, I mean it's the last week of April, and now it seems like they took their seven eight week season squeezed into into three weeks, and they were all over the place, and they were missing a lot of school and and trying to get meets made up. So it was it was a scramble once we got some good weather, but. Uh, on all things went really well. I'd agree with you. That week of May 16th, when you started playing baseball games, uh, in that first week, you got baseball, softball going. You got that week of nine sports and all the competitions going on for us. And, woo, 
we didn't have enough admin to cover everything. There were nights where like we we literally can't cover yeah. or have anybody go to that event because we don't have enough admin on staff to to cover things. But but I I think it worked out well to get all the sports wrapped up sooner. Um, yeah, I, in, I think it was a good call in, in the year, and, and so I think that helped out. But boy, it was a it was quick, and then yeah, summer's off to a good start. Weather's been great um, these last couple of weeks. It sounds like we're going to heat up here in you know 90s and feel more like a traditional Iowa summer here coming up. So hasn't been too bad. A lot of baseball, a lot of softball. Um, things are going well. It's the season. It yes, is. Yes, there's no doubt. Hope it's going well for you guys. Speaking of that early season baseball softball, I'm going to skip and jump since we're talking about that. Um, umpire shortages. Yeah. It's been a hot topic around the state of Iowa. I know around the country also, but I know here as things got going the end of May and the first couple weeks of June, um, what have you guys heard about or experienced with umpire shortages? Well, of course, the the umpires that come, we talk about it all the time with the umpires that I talk to before the game, whether it's baseball or softball, whatever game I happen to be covering that night. You know, they're working five nights a week plus Saturdays and some of them are maybe taking one day off trying to take a day off I have yep. a couple that you know try to do that take Wednesday off but you know they just they just know we're they're, they're dire need and you know I, I saw last week that somebody played a a varsity game at one or two o'clock in the afternoon yep. and used the same umpires that were going to do a game that night so I mean you got to be creative obviously and yeah. it makes it hard um but I guess then at the end of it all, what are we doing to try and make it better? I think is yeah. a big thing. And, you know, we've got kids working our middle school games. We've got our high school kids working. I mean, a lot of a lot of schools do that. But I think that's where we've got to be real intentional about mentoring those kids and, and being there. I yeah. I normally would not go to many middle school baseball softball games. That'd just be you just wouldn't because you got them at night, but. I have put more emphasis on being at our home middle school baseball softball games just because I've got student umpires there. And part of it is I want to help them, so I go try and talk to them between innings and say, yeah. hey, think about this rule. We had a couple things last week where there's a rule that they just didn't know, uh, no fault of their own, but we talked through the situation a little bit. Um, so, I, And then I'm just worried about parents being idiots. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let's just be honest. And yeah coaches at some point but yep. um, I, I think you just address it and you, you move on and yeah I, I, I've talked to the coaches before we've played today hey, you've got student umpires and a lot of them do uh, yeah. already that we've yeah. played so it's not an issue with them um, I will say I was just we've got one boy doing baseball softball by or baseball by himself okay he's a baseball kid he's a baseball guy he loves baseball and I, right or wrong, I had told them, I said, you do not have to dress up in polos and pants and, you know, you're going to have to wear this stuff, and uh, obviously, but if you want to wear shorts, if it's 95 degrees, wear shorts. Yeah. You know, I'm not trying to make this. Well, I went out there the, the first baseball game, and this kid had went and bought himself a shirt, a blue shirt. He was wearing pants. Yep. He looked the deal. He yep. looked the part. for him. And I said, Braden, man, you look you look great. You look so professional. He said, well, we're going to do it. We're going to do it. Yep, I said, perfect. I appreciate that. Give me the bill for your shirt. Yeah. So 
That's awesome. Uh, yeah, I, I, he and he he did a great job. He's behind the plate and he's out hustling, doing the bases. And God bless him. Having a ball. God bless him is right. Yeah, absolutely. I'm looking at him out there on the field, and I'm thinking, this kid looks like a just he looked like a legit umpire. And I yeah. suppose that's the fact where you, yeah, maybe you should wear this stuff. But I just I didn't make him wear it. Yeah. Uh, but I appreciate him doing that. Told him that. Told his parents that too. Well, speaking of you know that young man umpiring for you, Ty, you know I put on on Twitter. It's been a while ago, but I was able to get ten kids register, ten college kids to register um, in state of Iowa to either do baseball or softball, and I bought them their umpire gear. Uh-huh. So that was really fun to, to have the opportunity to help those kids out. Been fun to hear that they're out doing games and I just say if you gotten some feedback from them on yeah, how it's going so yeah, far. They, and I say, hey, I just want a picture of you at your first I just told them I go, hey, I'm gonna give you this stuff, but I want a picture of you at your first game. So it's been fun getting those pictures of them awesome. umpiring at their first game. So it's been kind of fun for me to see. And then on top of that, on top of the fact that I was talking to a former PE teacher that I've worked with, and she's actually putting together a curriculum for her PE class that she's going to do an officiating class to try to get high school kids, um, you know, into the officiating Good. realm. So I think that there's opportunities for us. I actually talked to Louie a little bit too at the state association about if there's a way that we could compile a curriculum that we could send to our schools across the state and say, hey, let's try to get some of our high school kids into a PE class that maybe we can get them, you know, our kids register get them going for our summertime especially those middle school and lower level baseball and softball which would be awesome well i'm going to tell you my biggest frustration is the registration process yeah i mean we're just wanting these kids to do middle school games i'm not trying to get them certified they don't want to get certified to high school yeah but and i understand there can be a different process for their there's one process right now but my gosh, you got to go to the Dragonfly, and then you got to go to NFHS. You got to create accounts both places. It's just the way it is. I know, but I just think we need to try and make it easier for high school kids to get certified to do those middle school games. Yeah. If we want to create umpires, then let's waive that twenty dollars fee. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I I paid the fee for our kids to do it because I didn't want that. I didn't want them to have to do the, pay for it, but. If we want to get more umpires, this is just my opinion, and mine alone, not endorsed by BTB. <laughs> I think we can. I think we can do a vote. But I, I'm in favor. Say okay, aye. Okay. opposed. Same passes. We are, we're all in agreement. Well, I just think if we're going to recruit umpires and we're going to recruit kids to be umpires, then that first step should be free. I, they shouldn't have yep, to pay the twenty dollars to be an umpire, and that's yep. that's my opinion. I mean, I, I, I think that could be something where if one of the questions is, look, are you a either a high school college age student okay then we can waive that fee now if you're 27 28 and you're out there and you got your career and you, and you also want to get back an umpire okay but i think we can find a way to waive that for students um because like you said that's where that's where the next generation is gonna to uh you know that bug is gonna bite them about hey i like doing this yeah um and, and they're gonna hope to latch into being an umpire official down the road longer term if they have a great experience but let's get them in the door first Right. And, and to give them a good experience, we need people to not be jerks to them while they're doing that. Exactly. And, I, and yeah. the sportsmanship has to be, you know, of the utmost importance. Because I, 
know a lot of officials just get out of it because they're tired of getting screamed at all the time. It's, you know, I, and we were going to, that's our nice segue there, Mr. Jarvis. Oh, sorry. Uh, that's <laughs> into our next topic because that is a big piece of it. I mean, one of the reasons we're in the shortage we're in, one of the reasons is the sportsmanship. I think there's other reasons feeding for that. Uh, you know, we've talked a lot about balance, work-life balance and things like that, and we're not getting any better in this country yet of figuring out how to balance our work and our personal lives. And so I think a lot of people just have more demand on them professionally, more demand on them with their families. Their families are busier, so it's harder to do. But sportsmanship certainly is, is playing a role in that. When you get beat up three, four nights a week, three, four hours a night, um, you know, you don't really necessarily want to go put the blues on the next night. It's not that you have to look forward to it. Because yeah. so, at the end of the day, being an official is more of a hobby than a profession. It is. It is. So if so you do so, you do a hobby because you love it, and if you're getting screamed at, cussed at all the time, it takes the love out of it. I mean, that's how I would feel anyway. If I was going to do something, uh, basically as a as a volunteer, I know they get paid a little bit. By the time they pay for registration, you know, their gear, dr- driving. Yeah. I mean, they're not making a lot of money. No. So, and I'm, and I'm gonna play onto that too. It, our first game of the year, our first home game of the year, we, we played, and it was a three and a half hour game, starting yeah. at seven thirty. We walked off the field at eleven. It was eight to seven, and it went ten innings. And it was a, it was either a Monday or Tuesday. I don't even remember it, but. And then that, those guys, the umpires, yeah. were getting in their car and driving back to Des Moines or wherever, and, yeah. uh, and you know, and going to do it the work. next night, yeah. Yeah. and then getting up and going to their job if they were, you know, unless they were teachers or coaches. But I think they were regular, regular guys who had regular jobs. And, and let's uh, think too: most of these guys and gals that are doing these games that, that aren't in education, they're flexing their work schedules. So, yeah. you know, they've got to leave work at three thirty. You know, 345 to get to that 5 o'clock, 530 first pitch. So even work early, and their bosses are great working with them, but they're having to flex their time. A lot that I talk to are going into work at 7 a.m. the next morning oh, so they can work 7 to 330 to leave early and still get their, you know, meet their expectations at, at their, you know, regular job that pays the bills to go do this other gig that lets your kids, mom yeah. and dad, play sports. Just really need to appreciate them, and I think whether it's in preseason meetings or throughout, just our parents have to be better in particular, and our coaches in some respects have to. The adults. The adults. The adults have to be better. The adults have to be better at respecting the fact that, I know it's been said, if we don't have them, we don't play. And that's becoming a reality because there have been some games canceled. I've heard of a lot of games getting canceled because they didn't have an official. I was just talking to an AD the other day, and he had somebody get sick or go down and couldn't find an official had to cancel the game and it, he's had to happen two or three times already yeah so yeah. it's it's well, real we had with our assigner in baseball softball we just we just kind of know if it's a non-conference game we aren't making it up yeah you could try but chances are you're not going to find an umpire anywhere yeah and our conference schedule if it was canceled and we had one the first round of the conference play you play a double header the next time but then you're at the mercy of the weather the whole second half of your conference season. Yeah. yeah. That's what we're in now. And if we get rained out now, I don't know that we'll get in. Yeah, it's getting, it's getting rough. The hardest thing we had 
you know, over in Cedar Rapids area, the metro area there is, uh, well, school's still going on. And all those lower-level yeah. like, freshman games and yeah. the 9-10 softball games have got to get played after school, you know, the early evening as well. And so now um, a lot of those games early on got canceled or pushed back into the summertime when you can play them at 10 a.m. Because, frankly, a lot of these officials, uh, especially at mid-level, beginning to mid-level officials, they're going to they're working your freshman doubleheaders at 10 a.m. in the morning. Yeah. You know, going cleaned up, grab some eating, and coming back and doing like a sophomore Yep. You know, doubleheader in the evening, or, or or some are doing varsity as well um, on that. And so, you know, that that was the one thing I would say with moving the baseball season up one week is it created one more week of that overlap where you had all the all the levels of baseball playing in the evening. And, and I lost quite a few games. A lot of us did in our league. We just they just told us guys we can't cover it. We we don't even have all the varsity games covered tonight. We can't do your freshman baseball games, which I totally understand. So. Um, it's been rough from a sportsmanship standpoint. I we've been the games I've been to really have not been that bad. Um, a few chirps here and there. There hasn't been long any long-term lingering chirping going on. And I hear some little sidebar conversations about people talking about the shortage. I I think our fans are more aware that I've been around. Yeah. Are more aware of the issue than they have been the past couple of years. And I think they're kind of working on policing themselves at the same time. You still and I this is just yesterday afternoon and I bless her it's grandma she's at she's at a 45 degree angle so it's a right-handed batter she's to the left side of home plate probably 45 degree angle from the plate and probably I'm guessing 55 60 feet from home plate so she's at a at an angle it's a left it's a right-handed batter pitchers work in the outside part of the plate and kid throws a couple outside pitches. One's about three, four inches outside and calls it a ball. Next one to me appears to be a little bit further inside from where I, from my angle. Calls it a strike. And I've, all of a sudden I've got Grandma down here chirping from 60 feet away. <laughs> the ball's tailing towards her and she's making an outside of the uh, the plate call on a right-handed batter. I was going to the left side of the plate from that angle. And, and, it, and she's saying loud enough for the umpire to hear. And I'm just like, ma'am. I, so that kind of stuff, I just I don't get. Or how how are you arguing a bang bang call on a steal at second base that is two hundred feet away from you? Yeah. Yeah. What I get, you don't like the call. That's fine. I'm not saying you got to agree with it or like it, but but what makes you think that you have to yell loud enough over here? Come on, Blue, make that call right. That was so obvious, so clear. I'm like, well, sure it was. We're two hundred fifty feet away. <laughs> So I don't get that part. I wish I yeah. wish that part of it uh, could go away. But at the same time, I I know I talked to my umpires into it. I said, "How much does that bother you guys?" And they said, "If they don't keep rolling with it, they're Ooh, fine. Yeah. They get it. They know it's mom and dad and grandma who wanted their kid to be safe, and they work with that a bit. It's the it's the long term yeah. chirping that just yep. goes on game long, all game long. So as ads, we got to keep an eye out for that. I think that's what bothers our umpires the most is the relentless. Yep. Yeah, we got to protect them. Yeah. We got to do the right thing by them. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I always, the same people that chirp at umpires about a call, a bang bang call, let's say like that. And then if that same grandma or mom and dad were watching their kid umpire and yep. heard those people yelling at their kid about umpire, and they'd come unglued about that. Yeah. Uh, I mean, let's I, just think about people as human beings. Yes. And just be better human beings about it, too. 
and I know that's opposite of what our world is right now in a lot of ways, but I it think is. it's we need to remind people about that. Yeah. If, if we can control it a little bit. Yeah. I think that's a positive. We all, we all make mistakes. Yeah. Well, I want to tell you right now, Scott Jarvis, you are not making many mistakes driving. Oh, I, good. I think it's. Uh, <laughs> I do like the fact that they've got kind of orange markers out in between now and you've got a it's little kind of like It's kind of like going bowling with the bumpers up. <laughs> I kind of feel like that. You kind of know where you're supposed yeah, to be and right. I, I think that's helping their perspective a little bit. So. <laughs> anyway, I digress on that. And that traffic update brought to you by Todd Gordon. That's right. Pending retired AD of Green County. Speaking of your retirement, Todd. Segway. Segway. How, uh, how you feeling? That's coming up here in a couple weeks. You're winding down. We were talking the other day. Your office... Shelves looked a little more bare the other day in our Zoom, our Google Meet conversation than yeah. we did the last time. Yeah, I, I you... cleaned off the shelves and pretty much got everything out of the office that's that's not needed there right now. Yeah, I mean it's it's coming. I we were talking a little bit earlier. It's when you first kind of announce it, and say you're going to retire, and tell the school district you're going to retire. It's surreal. Um, you know, Scott knows. It's it just. You aren't, it's what you've always done. It's, yeah. We talk a lot about in leadership, you know, how you're not identified by what you do, but who you are. And, but we are. We, we've always been Coach Jarvis, Coach Stecker, Coach Gord. Now we're ADs, you know, and so that's been our title, and it's kind of what we're seen at, the lens we're seen through. And when you get rid of that lens, um, it, it makes you think a little bit differently. And, uh, but I'm after that surreal experience wears off of hey I guess it's I'm not gonna actually do it again. Um, I'm terribly excited and super excited to get to June 30 and leave my keys on the desk and <laughs> get on to what's next. So yeah. it's I'm I'm grateful for the uh, the moments I've had and it's been 37 years of some great experiences, great moments, and I've. I've been just really kind of in awe as I've written about it in my newsletter going through each of my schools the last few years. And i got two to go now, two weeks to go. Wow. Um, but I, I've just been able to relive some of those moments and the experiences I've had at each of the schools I've been at is, has been remarkable. And I'm just very thankful and grateful for what this career has, has done for me and my family. Well, I'm excited for you. I know both of us are. Um, that's a big change, man. 37 years of going to school. You're finally graduating. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's, uh, I was on a little different plan than everybody else, obviously. <laughs> Get my degree. But yeah, when you've gone to school, every, that's just been your routine, you know. And, yeah. Uh, it's weird when, I'm gonna lean you know, it's going to, Scott to give me that new routine. You know, it's going to be really weird for you when you, when the summer's over and that it starts getting close to that first day of school and you everybody you see everybody going to school and you're like, oh, this is kind of weird. I'm not, you know, just been used to going to school probably ever since you were in kindergarten. Right. And now you're like, oh, I'm not going to school anymore. It's kind of a weird feeling. What, yep. were, you, what were you telling me the other day about that player from Tennessee? What was he doing as he rounded the bases the other day? Because you might get a few of those as they're going to school. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and you're not. Yeah, you Give me the old one-finger salute. Todd <laughs> yeah. oh, Gordon, you're number one around here. <laughs> I'm around in my garage or doing yeah. whatever. And 
Yeah, don't rub it in. You might get a few of those. Just, yeah. let, just let them have their moment. Let them go to school. Yep. Wish them well. Yeah. Uh, that's good. Now, excited for you. It's well earned. I know you've got a lot of irons in the fire moving forward also. Um, yeah. I don't think you're going to be... He won't be bored. Sipping on coffee with your feet up, reading a book till 1030 in the morning every day. I no, think you've got um, bigger bigger ideas than that. Yeah, and that's one thing Deb said. She said, you can retire, but you got to retire to something. <laughs> so that sounds about right. I couldn't retire to the golf course full-time quite yet. I thought so. retirement got to mean, doesn't that mean that you get to choose your schedule? What What's Deb got to do with this? Are you Aaron, serious? You should know the answer <laughs> to that by now. <laughs> you, you already know that. You know the answer to that. You were just trying to set me up. I am so proud of you. You did not bite on that at all. She's listening to this. He's way too smart for that. You did not bite on that at all. I'm disappointed. No, we all know the answer to that. <laughs> oh, the crankbait's not working today. I'll, I'll have to try the, the topwater uh, fly later on. See if I can get him to bite on something later on. Well, excited for you, Todd. Enjoy your last couple weeks. And, uh, Hey, don't leave the place in shambles like somebody else, you know. Make sure Dave is set up well. Okay? I know. I, I learned that from Scott Jarvis. I know. I just, try not to leave I just, screw, I just screw everything up. That's <laughs> uh, what I do, folks. We should not spend this much time together. We're learning to way too many things. We are hearing a lot more stories than we can share. All right. So, we talked about we're on our way down to the Oklahoma Athletic Directors Conference. Excited to go spend some time and learn some things from the Oklahoma ADs. Um, we come back and our, our friend Scott Jarvis has got like a whole like what 12 hour break before you shift gears into the putting on the show in Des Moines uh, working with yeah. uh, with the National High School Athletic Coaches Association and their annual convention which is in Altoona, Iowa. Yeah. Scott, tell us what uh, what ADs and coaches in Iowa have to look forward to here. Well, I'm, I'm excited. Well, you know, obviously we got both Aaron and Todd speaking, but um, I was in charge of putting together the leadership uh, class that... Uh, North Dakota State is actually given two credits for. So um, I've got about 18 different athletic directors and coaches doing various you know, workshops and seminars over a two-day period. So I'm super excited about that. And actually, I'll ask you guys, what, what are you guys going to be talking on? Aaron, what are you going to be talking on uh, for our leadership seminars? So Scott has wrote, wrote me into I know. two I, sessions. I always, I, always, I always somehow always go to the... What oh, in my uh, bullpen right uh, here? It's on uh, him here. They're probably like, oh shit, what's he want now? Uh, <laughs> I keep hanging on the how many Tommy John surgery yeah, here. I was like, my, uh, overuse injury. Scout, my arm's a so, little sore here today. Uh, no, I'm super excited. I'm going to do two sessions. One is going to be on just uh, coaching staff development. I know we'll have a lot of coaches in there. I'm excited. I got a couple of Kennedy coaches coming over for oh, it. Good. So they'll call me out on things like, no, Stecker, that's not that's how not, we do things. That's not how you do it. But you uh, liar. But. Uh, coaching staff development or, or personal development coaches. So we'll do a one-hour session on, on, on that and, and probably base that more on, on the idea of just standards-based professional development. Um, who are we as a coaching staff? What do we want to become as a coaching staff? What are the things we're doing to get there? Um, so excited about that, that session and talking through that class. And then I'll do another one on uh, intentional student leadership development. And probably we'll spend most of the time there focusing on on the idea that we've got to develop ourselves as leaders first, and so uh, and we can't lead others if we don't, if we're not good leaders ourselves, if we're not working to become better leaders ourselves. And and how does that apply to your kids and your programs? Are you developing your kids as leaders first before you ask them to go out and, and lead the other people within the pro, the other student athletes in the program? So those are my two sessions. Yeah. Those are both on uh, Saturday morning. Yes. Todd, how about you? Those are really well developed, Aaron. It's like you. It's like I've got a first draft done on that already. Got a first draft done. 
Yeah. <laughs> Number draft are you on, Mr. Gordon? Mr. I'm I'm typed up, well, ready I'm, to go, PowerPoint. He's got his PowerPoint yeah, ready. I'm editing the PowerPoint at this point for the yeah. third time, trying to figure <laughs> it out. <laughs> Oh, I am uh, going to rub it in all the time. <laughs> I'm only doing one session uh, because I get tired easily. <laughs> you are retired now. You're old. <laughs> I am doing a session on uh, developing your student leadership program. I'm basically just going to talk about our RAM leadership that we did in the mornings uh, this year. Awesome. The curriculum I used for that, which I basically just made up. Um, but just talk about the format of that and just maybe give some coaches, ADs, some ideas on some ways they can do that. Kind of, really, I'll talk a lot about maybe the pitfalls that I have on not starting it earlier. Yeah. As yeah. far as, you know, getting it done, and I think that's important to think about. But anyway, it's going to be about centered around student leadership and starting your student leadership program and just helping kids along the way with that. Yeah, so we got, I mean... Obviously, both of you are, will do an awesome job, but, you know, Brian Peterson speaking uh, from Rolling Story. We've got Brent Butcher's going to come and speak with his uh, coach. So we've got a lot of great people coming in doing some really great sessions. So if any coaches are interested, please go to the NHSACA website, nhsaca.org, and they can sign up for the leadership class. But we also have got, you know, football coaches from Iowa, Iowa State, swim coaches. We've got every single sport. We've got college coaches in to come speak so it's really a huge basically coaching conference um, and we've got coaches from all over the country and then actually the culminating award which Aaron was involved with a couple of years uh, as the AD of the year finalist um, which is an awesome night to honor a lot of great coaches and athletic administrators from across the country so it's going to be a fun week in, in Prairie Meadows so looking forward to that opportunity and what a great week of professional development for coaches and ADs and Aaron, you presented a couple years ago with the ADs, and, and if there's athletic directors that want to come over, we've got all of our AD of their finalists actually do, um, you know, some presentations. So I always really enjoy uh, those presentations, and it's kind of a smaller kind of workshop type session. So um, a lot of interaction, a lot of people, just a lot of great learning that occurs in those workshops. I, I was super impressed with the conference up in North Dakota a couple years ago in terms of the quality of sessions. And, and like you said, there's, there's smaller workshop-type sessions where you're talking to a, a baseball coach or an AD or a football coach or a softball coach from around the country who's up as a, as a Coach of the Year finalist. Clearly, they, they know what they're doing. They've been doing it well for a long time, and you can always learn a lot of things um, from folks. So I, I came back from that, from those other ADs that spoke with great ideas oh, that, yeah. that I think have made our, our, our school, our program better. So. Yeah. And, and you, plus, when you go to the banquet, you see all these coaches and their accomplishments and it's, ama- it's, it's amazing. It's amazing. Like basketball coaches with like 1,200 wins. I mean, just like how does somebody win 1,200 basketball yeah. games? Yeah. Like just it blows me away. Yeah. And just awesome, awesome people. Yeah. Great convention. Again, the, the leadership workshop kicks off this weekend. That's the 18th and 19th, yep, right? Saturday and, and Sunday. And then the coaching workshop uh, is uh, Monday, Tuesday, right? Correct. So uh, what NHS... ACA.org. Not too late to register for those that are listening to this, and you can get there. It'd be a great convention. I know you'll you'll enjoy it. Shout out to Justin Davey, too, the work he's been putting into a track coach uh, at Wapsie Valley, and he's serving this year as president of the organization, correct? Yes. Um, Is this your last year on as as a... This is my last year on the AD, but now I've been asked to 
a run for third VP and it, at some point take over the presidency if well, if if so, so deemed well did Scott Jarvis say yes or no that's the question uh, you know what I said okay that is so First of all, I want to come back. Justin, well done on everything you've yes. done. You've done a great job promoting it. I hope that Iowa coaches are going to take advantage of it. Scott Jarvis, we've been talking for years about this final year coming up, and you're looking forward to that. There's a, there, life can be, sometimes it can be two-letter words. Sometimes life can be no. I know. I know. I know no. <laughs> no, that's I a four-letter no, word. I know, <laughs> I know no word. is an option. No, I, here's the deal. You'll be great if it's if it's what you do. I know you work yeah. hard at it. You'll be great at it. And why not juggle one more play? Yeah, why, yeah. why not? Why not? All it, right. It, and again, like to be involved with that organization has such great people. And Dave Doherty, our executive director, is like a great guy, and I enjoy working with him. So, and again, I think that we could do some really great things with that organization. I think it can continue to grow and. You know, help more coaches, help more athletic directors, and I just see a lot of potential in it. So, it, cool. it could be a, it could be a fun experience if if that's what they so choose to have me take over that role. I don't know. Well, I think that's great, and I think you're right. I think it's it's kind of an unknown jewel out there for professional yeah. level for coaches and support for coaches, and I'm, I'm hoping this will make it a little more well-known to Iowa coaches that they'll start taking more advantage of, of the opportunities that this organization provides for professional development. So thanks for all your work on it, Scott. Thanks, Justin, for all your work you've been doing. Um, and looking forward to that next week and next weekend and next week. Speaking, gentlemen, of leadership development, you know, we've been talking for a while now about our Beyond the Bench Leadership Academy and developing that and, and type of content we want to provide an opportunity for growth and development we want to we want to work alongside others with on that uh, let's talk a little more about where we're at with that and and what kind of things we plan on doing well I think the biggest thing that we want to do is is help ADs I mean obviously that's that's what we built and have had the theme of beyond the bench be is by ADs for ADs and we want to be a resource for that and now that we're getting well I don't know if we ever get more time but maybe we this is just where we're at I think in what we're passionate about all three of us is leadership and helping ADs spread the message uh, you know the things we've talked about the sportsmanship the, the things that that can lead to an umbar shortage we've just got to try to create a different atmosphere uh, that we're competing in and so what we want to do is we want to come to your school and help you that's what we want to do okay. and whatever that looks like if you have a, a topic or a theme you want us to to talk about with coaches or uh, your students um, your parents we'll we'll do that you know it could be sportsmanship it could be at a um, a, a parent meeting want to bring one or all three of us in to, to do a little bit with them and however deep you want to go into it if you want to do a couple workshops or or just have a speak at a parent meeting uh, yeah. we can do that if you want to some things down with your coaches professional development for coaches um, with leadership in mind and you know we would we'll have a curriculum for that uh, to come and, and do some workshops with you and do some some teaching at 
whatever is convenient for you. Obviously, Scott and I are maybe a little bit more flexible than Aaron right now, but um, whatever that looks like, we want to do. And if you want to, wants to come in and, and talk with your student athletes uh, or your students in general about just leadership and being a good teammate and uh, you know just just all those things that go into uh, the world that they live in. We want to come in and do that for you. We just want to be a resource. We want to be a help uh, to you as an AD and to your school. Um, do we know exactly what that looks like yet? Nope. Uh, but we know the, the general vision and direction we want to go with it. And uh, you're going to help us set that uh, by kind of telling us what you want us to talk about. But we can come in and do some general things with you too, uh, whether it's sportsmanship, leadership, uh, leadership development, we can do those things. But if you're facing some issues that uh, you are that you want some help on, and somebody else to say it, you know, it's like yeah, when your yeah. your kids go Sometimes talk. that's good. Your your kids hear somebody say something, and it sounds a lot different than it's coming from a parent. Sometimes it's ads it's the same way. Yeah. Our parents hear us saying something. Well, that's just the ad telling us that. Well, maybe if somebody come in, else comes in and says the same thing, it has a little different message, and maybe it helps a little bit. But you know, we don't, we don't really want to be. We can be a one-time thing, but uh, we'd like to partner with school districts, you know, for a year or whatever, to come in and do several sessions and to help uh, build up your coaches, build up your students, work with your parents, whatever that looks like. Uh, we just want to talk about it. So, you know, I guess. You guys can add anything in, but I think if you if you have an interest in BTB and our leadership academy and coming to your school, just contact one of us. And, um, we'll be happy to talk with you and see what we can set up and see how we can help you. I could have said it better myself, Mr. Uh, Jarvis. Yeah, I don't. You. I don't know. I well, I, I couldn't repeat it. I know yeah, that. I would. I would just say, and I completely agree with Todd and the fact that um, just in the this last year, I've had the opportunity to go and do some professional development for coaches go do some parent meetings and uh i feel like with the three of us coming into your school we can provide a really good support network for you but also have the opportunity to come in just like todd said is remind parents sometimes we can come into a school and say all the things that you'd like to say but can't say and we can go in there and say it and then we're all out the door and but we can still be a resource for you outside of that and i think we can help with that so I'm looking forward to that opportunity to having all three of us come and, and help ADs from Iowa to California to New York. I think it would be awesome. Yeah. I think a couple other ideas that have, been, that have sprung up that maybe haven't been mentioned yet, too, would be like if um, if you're looking for a group to come in and maybe run like a, like a conference-wide sportsmanship day where maybe each school in your conference is bringing together you know, four or five of their leaders from each of their schools and having a big conference sportsmanship summit, and you're looking for somebody to help run and put that together. So it's not more work on your plate. You've just got to get your kids to a central location and the BTV Leadership Academy can come in and, and provide that work and that workshop for you. So that'd be another thing we'd yep. be super excited about yep. uh, engaging in as well. So we're excited to kind of get it launched. I think it's great. I think we got great ideas. I think it's great though, guys. We don't have a set curriculum yet because I would agree. It's You've heard us talk over and over again. We're, we're strong believers in servant leadership. This isn't about what Scott and Aaron and Todd want to come out and talk about. This is about what the schools and ADs and student athletes around the state of Iowa and beyond, what do they need and how can we step in and, and, and partner with them 
yeah. versus what we want. It's about what you guys want to need and how can we help. And, and I think you guys have both said it. It's the fact that I feel like we're all three willing to create a plan or create a workshop or a seminar or a series that's going to, you know, really get down to what you need and not just us having this already established curriculum and saying, all right, this is what we do. I think it's cool that we're going to provide an opportunity like, you tell us what you need and then we'll build it around what you need versus the other way around. Yeah. But I, I think the other piece of that, which I, I know that I'm excited about is if, you know, let's say we come in and we work with a school for a year, we work with coaches for a year, and we don't want to take the place of the AD that's there. We don't want to circumvent that at all. But I think if if there's another voice that's helping coaches, that's contacting them, texting them, encouraging them, you know, because if we work with a school and we see, you know, basketball team has a big win. Hey coach, great game. Keep up the great work. You know, we're just we're going to continue to touch base with those coaches and your student leaders and, and just be another voice of encouragement to them. And, you know, that, that just kind of reminded me, too. I think the other, another topic, area that I think is very important, and it's what Aaron and I are going down to teach this week, is uh, the mental health of the athlete. Now, we're teaching 628 uh, down here in Oklahoma. And I, as I was reading through that material, getting ready and just... I'm thinking we got to get this to coaches too. Yeah. I mean because yeah. it, it's a great class for ADs to take the LTI 628. But we've got to get the mental health piece to the coaches too. Yeah. And if that's something we can help deliver to your coaches and, and do a, a three-hour uh, session with them about mental health somehow. Um, gosh, it, it's just that's at the forefront of my mind right now. Of course, yeah. it's. That's what I'm thinking about for the next couple of days. But um, as I was reading, I'm thinking this has to be more than just ADs getting it. We need to get this yeah. to coaches as well. Yeah, there's no doubt. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. Well, like I said, you contact any one of us um, and, and reach out to us, and, and we will get back in touch with you. Excited to work with any of you that might be interested. Before we wrap up the show here, how about one more update here on uh, Scott Jarvis? driver extraordinaire i'll tell you this i think stacy runs better at 90 95 when you when you push it up to 95 Scott, <laughs> hey, wait a second, I, no, no, I think she no, runs no. a lot smoother than she does at 75 80. we just talked about now now you're getting jane ball i'm gonna be i'm gonna be in big trouble <laughs> uh, i'm sorry did i say that a lot was that was no. were we recording no no no, no, no. is it still going oh, oh that's, sorry that's, that's, i mean that's where we hit the edit button i will edit that that's out it. we're gonna <laughs> yeah, edit right. Doing well, Scott. We appreciate the safe drive so far. All right, you've got to sign us off, Todd. You always sign us off. Well, yeah, and I just want to—I want to mention a couple things and uh, just a couple heartfelt things. We lost a, a good coach, a good man uh, this week. Frank Howell, uh, coach at Audubon, girls basketball coach, uh, state championship coach, and then he was at Cedar Rapids, Washington. Uh, and, and then went to Graceland University, coached the women down there for five years, four or five years, I think it was. And then the last two had been in Central Decatur, um, coaching and teaching there. And uh, just a nine-month battle with uh, cancer, brain cancer, geoplastoma. Um, he passed away on Friday. And uh, Frank touched a lot of lives. And uh, I think if you ever 
You ever think about why you do something? Uh, and I, we need to always remember why we do it and our purpose. Frank did it because he, lo he loved basketball, number one. The guy was a basketball junkie through and through. And I was reminded of that because we're going through Emporia, uh, Emporia State University. Uh, the men's basketball coach there at the time was Craig Doty. Craig Doty is now the men's basketball coach at Emporia State. And they were at Graceland at the same time. And um, He got, Craig, Emporia State played Kansas this year. They played in the last couple of years in exhibition game. And uh, Craig had Frank over down to, to Allen Fieldhouse and Frank got to meet Bill Self. And, and Bill Self went out of his way uh, to come over to Frank after the game again and I I just through that story of how Craig told it and and I heard heard Frank talk about it a little bit it just it made me appreciate Bill Self as a man and his care for Frank during that time and, uh, but Frank Howell was a great man and, uh, uh, just prayers for his family his two daughters his wife and two daughters and everyone whose lives he touched he touched a lot of lives and uh, he did things the right way so and then I also just want to offer prayers and support to the family of Lisa Brinkmeyer as well uh, from the Girls Athletic Union and, and pray as she uh, goes into her battle as well. So, um, you know, we, we live, guys, and we, we work in a great fraternity of people. And uh, there's a lot of good people. We, we sometimes, we got to fan a little bit. We, we bitch and moan and we, <laughs> we, we say things and, you know, but at the end of the day, we get to work with some great people. Yeah. We get to work with some great coaches, some great kids, and uh, we get to make a difference. And uh, it's worth the fight. That's the only thing I told our our teachers, our retirement little breakfast was it's it's worth the battle. Yeah. Um, sometimes it doesn't seem like it, but it's worth it. And uh, I was talking about that with one of our retired coaches last week at a baseball game. Now. Just the fraternity of people that we get to work with is fantastic and carries carries on with us. So when you lose one of them, it hurts. And when they're suffering, we're suffering. But we just uh, try to lift them up as best we can and, and continue to pray for them and uh, pray the best for their families as well. So Absolutely. just certainly appreciate everyone listening to me on the bench. Uh, we appreciate your support. And uh, let us know how we can help you. And uh, we want to do that. So. As we continue on down the road and through Emporia toward Oklahoma City, I want to thank you for listening to me on the bench. I want to thank our sponsors, Bound, Hometown Ticketing, Gipper, Superfan, Inc., and Jamie Beckler, Leadership Playbook. Appreciate their sponsorship of me on the bench. So until next time, we look forward to what we're going to be recording tomorrow. So uh, this will be out, and then the one that will follow will be the one we do at the Oklahoma AD convention uh, with some ADs from Oklahoma. If any show up, if you're from Oklahoma, I <laughs> don't we look us, forward to being there. Don't leave us hanging. Yeah. So anyway, thanks for listening. Uh, we appreciate you all. Have a continued. Uh, if you're resting and relaxing, if you're not in Iowa, we know you're a little bit more rest and relax, getting yourself ready. But if you're in Iowa, continued uh, success through this shortened and very quick baseball softball season, and we look forward to talking to you again next time. Be blessed, everyone.